Welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm Liana Ross, and I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I'm the assistant director of Gooding Wellness Group, and I'm on a mission to answer your real and honest questions, unfiltered, while also giving you the real and honest opinions of a mental health clinician on pop culture and trending topics. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Let's Be Honest Podcast. I'm Liana, and I'm a licensed therapist and your host today. Today, we are going to be answering a listener question, which I'm excited about because this has come up more and more, I feel like, in sessions and conversations with people and other colleagues and even in pop culture, which is non-monogamous relationships or open relationships. And today's guest is my good friend and licensed marriage and family therapist, Antonio Caratelli. He works with couples and the LGBTQIA population. We are so excited to be sponsored by Mountainside Treatment Center. Mountainside Treatment Centers offers inpatient and outpatient addiction services in New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, and Massachusetts. For more information, please visit them at www.mountainside.com. The Gooding Wellness Group and Mountainside have worked closely together for years, and we are excited to have their support on this podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome, Antonio. Thank you for having me, Liana. Happy to be here. Can't wait to get this conversation going. I deal with this a lot, so happy to talk about it. Yes, yes. So let's get into it. Let's Let's do it. it. Let's do it. What do you feel like is the biggest misconception when it comes to open relationships? So someone wrote this question to me on Instagram and I, you know, when I talk to people that are either not in open relationships and kind of like distance themselves from it, or, you know, a lot of my heterosexual friends maybe, you know, one of the misconceptions that I hear a lot is, well, they're not happy in their relationship. So they're obviously looking for something else outside Mm. of it to kind of make up for the fact that something is missing when, you know, that could certainly be, you know, we call those like parallel relationships when we're not getting something in the current relationship and we seek parallel outside relationships to kind of satiate that need. Uh, That does happen. But the misconception piece is that that's what they all are. And that's definitely not the case. There's plenty of people who are in open relationships that are in it because of either kink, um, difference in sexual desire, and it's agreed upon. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? There's people who are polyamorous, where they have so much love to give that simply one partner is, I don't want to say not enough, but both partners agree, hey, we've, you know, we could totally bring a third mm-hmm. in or maybe even swing with couples. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say the biggest misconception is like, oh, something must be wrong in the relationship. So therefore you're going out to fulfill that need. That's really important to notice that like, and the people that I've met that are in non-monogamous relationships, they're so happy in their relationship with their one, one with their main partner, right? And it's just about whether it be mm. fulfilling different sexual needs, like you said, or even part of their social life. It's just a part of their life that they are excited about. It doesn't come always from like a, a lack 
Absolutely. Like what you're talking about is like the core relationship, yes. right? Like the core partner, the core relationship in polyamory. There's typically like that core and then, you know, maybe the partner has, you know, a boyfriend or two or a girlfriend or two. Um, there's plenty of couples where, um, let's say one of the partners is maybe bisexual and they have an agreement where, let's say the man in the relationship is bisexual and, you know, sometimes the wife is okay. Oh, you can have a boyfriend mm-hmm. or, you know, they'll have threesomes or if, you know, we're going deeper into this, you know, then there's the fetishes of like cuckolding. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with cuckolding? Uh, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think a 40 year old virgin. Okay. Um, what happens in 40 year old virgin? With the when cuckolding? he says, I'm, I've been cuckolded at the bar. Oh, that's okay. So I'll explain what I think and we'll see. So the cuckolding that I'm thinking of is when, for instance, the, well, there's a few different kinds, but sometimes, you know, the wife is allowed to go and have sex with other men Mm -hmm. and come back into the relationship with her core partner. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's like a power dynamic. And sometimes it's, you know, the, sometimes the husband gets off on the fact that his wife is having sex with other men. Mm, Okay. So that's a certain type of fetish. Certain type of fetish. Yeah. But that's, that's not all polyamory and that's Mm -hmm. not all, you know, open relationships. Right. Right. One type. So let's say if one partner depending, you know, it doesn't matter if it's homosexual, heterosexual relationships is interested in a non-monogamous relationship how does one introduce that like i could imagine that's really difficult to even open that up to your partner and probably scary so like what is the process Mm. yeah i've definitely had people um on the consultation call say i'm thinking about an open relationship and i'm afraid to tell my partner and when i start that therapeutic relationship my questions are actually nothing about, you know, do you want to be in an open relationship with between the two partners? It's more, tell me about your relationship. What is the trust like? Mm -hmm. What is the commitment? I'm thinking of like the Gottman sound relationship house where like the pillars are trust and commitment Mm -hmm. that holds up the roof of the house, which there's, you know, the seven layers. So I, you know, when it comes to introducing that conversation to their partner, I often will like slow the relation, slow the couple down and Mm -hmm. say, Hey, wait, let's talk about your relationship. Let's take inventory of your needs that are being met. What are the needs that aren't being met? Because again, that common misconception of people going outside of their relationship to satiate an unmet need. You know, when you're coming to me for therapy, for that reason, I'm like, wait, we got to find out, you know, what's your relationship like? Why is this coming up? Because what will happen is resentment could mm. build, you know, and I've, I've definitely come across it before in, in, you know, working with people where maybe one partner wants the open relationship and maybe the other person is like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, whatever. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And because, you know, I mean, let's say if it's about like a difference in sexual desire, right? Like I want to have sex every day. You want to have sex once a month. Mm. And, you know, often some couples will, again, this comes back to the misconception Mm -hmm. where people think that's what is happening with all relationships. 
And that discrepancy in sexual desire could actually be rooted in resentment, miscommunication. A lot more stuff going on. There's so much more stuff. And also, like, you know, if you're telling me in couples therapy that, you know, you and your partner have different sexual desires and you want to rebuild intimacy and they talk about, you know, wanting to have more sex, I'll say, okay, so how often do you guys, you know, just kiss Mm -hmm. or when you're out at the bar, do you put your hands on the small of your partner's back when you're crossing the street? You know, do you kind of put your hands in front? Like those little intimate moments, all of those things like build up to the vulnerability and the trust and the safety, Mm -hmm. which allows the partner to be like, okay, my head and heart and body are aligned and ready to have sex. Mm. So there's like so much more that goes into it. And when the couples are debating an open relationship, I want to hear about that stuff. I want to hear what does the intimacy look like in your relationship and what are the factors that are contributing to the desire to open up the sexual relationship to, you know, other people. Mm, That's right. I like that a lot because it's figuring out the why it's figuring out the motive, the intention, which I think is really important um, when it comes to building rapport and also like seeing, like you said, why are they wanting to do this? Or why is one person even wanting to do this? Hi, my name is Gordon Gooding. I'm the founder and director of the Gooding Wellness Group here in Cold Spring Harbor, New York. We are a group of mental health providers that offer individual and family counseling here on Long Island. We believe the first step for caring for your mental health is to talk and to learn about it, which is what this podcast does such a great job of. If it has a name, someone else has been through it, and so can you. If you ever need a professional that cares about what you are facing, please feel free to reach out to us. Our counseling services are available throughout New York State through our teletherapy service, and we also offer in-person sessions in our beautiful offices here on Long Island, New York. You can reach us at goodingwellness.com or by calling 631-351-2940. Remember, there's nothing that you need to face alone. Until then, keep listening, be deliberate with your mental health, and keep it honest. Now, let's take it a step further with how do you navigate non-monogamous relationships? I mean, I can imagine they're not for everyone, but so let's say if two people are are ready for this, how does, I guess, the quote-unquote correct way to navigate? So you're saying both partners in this relationship are saying, yes, we want an open relationship or non-monogamy. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. Communication, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there's a part of me that would say definitely think about bringing a therapist or a couples therapist into the mix just for having that kind of safe space to kind of talk about all of these rules or parameters maybe rules is not the right word guides yeah got rules i mean uh parameters guides you know for instance you know both partners are into it okay but then there's so many unanswered questions like mm-hmm. are you allowed to sleep at that person's house or you know is it like okay on a friday night we're going out to the bar and instead of like being intimate with each other we're going to pick up a third Mm -hmm. or is it I could find one you could find one Mm -hmm. or is it swinging couples right so you know when you say how do you navigate it again I think there's so many and again I think this was another one of the listener questions um 
it's about figuring, like laying it all out on the table. Kind of like when you're going to buy a house, mm-hmm. you say, okay, how many bedrooms do we want? How many bathrooms? Uh, okay, where do we want to live? Do we care about the school district? You yeah. know, um, how much money do you make? We need yeah, to know like, what all, we're all of these, into. all of these things. And I think um, one of the things that maybe people don't necessarily do is have enough of an open dialogue about it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you come across couples that will have like a don't ask, don't tell where it's like, you know what? We, you know, we both acknowledge that we have these sexual needs, but talking about it builds resentment. Mm-hmm. So let's just like not tell each other as, as long as we sleep in the same bed at night, whatever. Wow. I see that. I see why, though. Yeah. And, you know, there could be an argument about, okay, does that work for the relationship or is that maladaptive? Mm -hmm. But again, I think it comes down to each relationship and a conversation about resentment, constantly, you know, checking in with your partner about the status of the relationship. And one thing that I really like suggesting when partners are in an open relationship or non-monogamy is close the relationship for a bit, right? Like Mm -hmm. go through periods where you close it and you do that work with your partner and then you take inventory. And then if you decide to reopen it, reopen it. A lot of times when you do, when couples in open relationships do this work, sometimes the therapist will suggest, hey, let's close the relationship. Mm. What do you think about that? Ooh, to almost like regroup. Regroup. Absolutely. Huddle. Let's do it. Mm. Right? Like, and also you'll find that, you know, if there's hesitation to closing it, that, I mean, that's indicative of, okay, let's talk about that. Why not? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. This is, has that ever come up for you? Like, with, what it, does that usually mean? I guess if they're not, what do you mean, willing to close it? If they're not willing to close it, I mean, it could mean so many things. You know, is it that they, if it's related to, let's say, sexual desire, you know, sometimes people, you know, sometimes you hear people fall in and out of love with their partner over the years due to resentment or you know, life happening. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes. Let's say, you know, sometimes people lose libido from a chronic illness. Sometimes people, you know, go through, let's say they lose their job, they lose their identity in a way. And getting to that place of being sexually aroused is really difficult. So, you know, those are just two examples. Mm. But then there's also examples of, you know, people who maybe want to have their cake and eat it too. Or, you know, maybe, you know, I've also dealt with when there's like a sexual addiction or sexual compulsion um, sometimes, you know, there's uh, porn addiction yeah. that, you know, causes some of these like sexual desire issues within the relationship. So did I answer the question? Yes. Okay, great. No, there's a lot of reasons for <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, so many. So you mentioned polyamory. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that is and how realistic it is? Okay, so polyamory literally is like many love. Okay. Right. Yeah. So the way that I personally look at polyamory is through the lens of these individuals have a lot of love to give. Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't have to be sexual relationships. It could just be romantic. Right. Like we have, like we have people that are pansexual, asexual, aromantic, 
So, you know, not all polyamorous couples are, you know, sexually active with, you know, their others, significant others. Um, so, okay. Did I explain it enough? Yes. Okay, great. And then the other question was... How realistic is it? How realistic is it? Like, is it possible for someone to be in a relationship? I mean, you spoke a lot to the monogamy. I mean, non-monogamy. But I guess to have so many partners. Okay. So uh, with polyamory, I think what you'll find is that it's not about many partners. It's probably, at least in what I've experienced, I think it's more like core relationship Mm -hmm. and then maybe like a boyfriend or two or three, you know, depending on the, the people. Um, and maybe they even share their significant others with their core relationship as well. Um, in terms of having like many partners, I would say that's more like non-monogamy, like open relationship where, you know, maybe it's just, you know, very rooted in the physicality of like sex and that's it mm-hmm. or swinging, you know, um, for instance, if you ever go on a cruise and you see a pineapple, <laughs> On the door. I learned that. Yeah, that is a swinger. They are ready to get down. Um, Have you ever been approached by a swinger? No, I have not. (laughs) No, no. no. Okay. Yeah, me me either. So (laughs) (laughs) I just posted a funny meme where it's two couches. Did you see this? It's two couches. And on one couch is a graham cracker and a piece of chocolate. And on the other couch is a marshmallow. And it says at the bottom in quotations, we have a proposition for you. Oh my God. And obviously it's to make a s'more. Yes, I have a beer some. That's amazing. Um, so how realistic is it? I think anything is possible mm-hmm. with communication, trust, checking in, you know, um, and it doesn't have to be finite. I think that you can constantly check in with each other and let's say, okay, we're in a relationship and we've decided, you know, let's try it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to go to an orgy tomorrow. Right. Right. We could. And that's a thing. But perhaps we start small mm-hmm. and we experiment. Okay. Maybe we say we're going to just try it out and maybe take home a third mm-hmm. from when we're out at the club. Mm-hmm. Okay. Small steps. Small steps. And then you have the interaction. And then the next day or after or whatever you talk about it. Okay. I hated that. Did you like it? Mm -hmm. You loved it. Okay, great. So you loved it. I hate it. I think we should close the relationship and we should like take more time to process this. Let's talk about it in couples therapy. So Mm -hmm. if the thing that led us to do that is maybe like a difference in sexual desire, we had that experience. We got data. Yes. So now we can use that data to come up with a decision. Do we want to explore that more or Do we say, okay, you know what? Resentment is building. Mm. This feels really uncomfortable. This is bringing up stuff from the past. More data. More data. It's all, I I look at it all as an experiment in data. And, you know, some people have more difficulty doing that. Mm. So I really think, to answer your question, how realistic is it? It's very realistic. You just have to be willing to talk about it. you got to have those foundations of commitment and trust, really. That's what it sounds like to have Absolutely. really any of this stuff work. Absolutely. And I would say if we don't have trust, but we're committed, that could mean we're committed, but there's not trust. Mm-hmm. So therefore, am I doing things that you wouldn't agree with behind your back? Oof, yeah. You know, okay, we have trust. I trust you, but I'm not committed. 
What does that look like? I'm not sure. <laughs> still not the best because we still the house is not standing up. We need both yeah. commitment and trust. Absolutely. And one thing I just want to clarify is just because some therapists will advertise that they work with non-monogamy does not mean if you go to that therapist, they will be suggesting it, pushing you towards it or anything like that. That's good to know. Um, the If a couple comes to me that is not in an open relationship, but they're talking about like sexual um, desire discrepancies... The most I would do is say, have you guys ever been in an open, have you guys ever explored an open relationship? That's it. And usually the answer is, you know, oh, we tried it once or twice. We're not really into it. It doesn't work. Or, oh, hell no. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really, it's really up to the couple and each individual dynamic. And then, you know, and, and we work with them and their goals or we're not, no one's pushing anything on them. Right. Exactly. Um, I learned so much. I was taking notes in my head <laughs> so much. Um, please tell people where they can work with you and find you and follow you. Okay. So I, uh, for on Instagram, I just created the Instagram. So bear with <laughs> it's um, manifest.therapy. So manifest period therapy um, on Instagram. And how can they work with me? So I work at spring health so if you work for a big corporation spring health offers eap to the employee sometimes um but if you're trying to work with me individually there's uh gaytherapycenter.org and then there's my website um antoniocaratelli.com so there's so many ways so many ways so many ways to end up in my therapy office i literally have a color coordinated calendar <laughs> and organized yeah based on the tech the different tax ids that i work at yeah it's a, it's a lot organization is key organization is key as is communication oh there we go thank you again to antonio for coming on the podcast today and thank you guys for listening to another episode of let's be honest follow the podcast and submit your questions to be answered on the pod at let's be honest pod on instagram remember to rate review and subscribe and head to the show notes for all the links and information for what we discussed today see you next time